episode 273 of Global From Asia podcast. We're doing our intro on an airplane from Guangzhou to Zhengzhou, China. Welcome to the Global From Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now, your host, Michael Michelini. Thank you, everybody, for choosing to listen to the Global From Asia podcast. I've recorded intros on airport, in airports, on buses and vans. I can't say I've done it on an airplane, so I hope this comes out clear enough. And we're just always experimenting here, and it's been a really intense, intense couple of days. So. I'm here. I've been just in Guangzhou, really getting last-minute preparations for the cross-border summit as it is less than a month away. So checking out the hotel, the venue, all the different information. Here's our... Okay, please keep your seatbelt fastened. We got some turbulence here. So, yeah, so it's just in Guangzhou. For the summit, crossbordersummit.com slash China. I know we've been talking to a lot of listeners and readers of our newsletter and different channels, and I can't wait to meet a lot of you amazing people there. October 22nd, 23rd. And now I'm heading to Zhengzhou. Got uh, talked into going to a government meeting for cross-border e-commerce. Uh, Zhengzhou is a city in Hunan province. They are working hard to get more cross-border e-commerce companies to set up offices there to get set up. So I'll be hosting or part of a panel about the trade war uh, and different perspectives of that. So I'm really curious. My first time to this city, I'm going to hang out with some government officials and see if the books are still true. We got some upcoming episodes of the global media talking about culture differences which will be fascinating too today's show we have christina from sermondo and her and i have had a few fascinating conversations i was on her podcast recently she's talking about some stories tips and tricks how do you find a good service provider for your business so it's a it's a fun one we talk about some stories and how I used MySpace to start my business, some of my business stuff, and and uh, she's great. So let's tune in. Episode 273. Are you interested in getting more exposure in the Amazon e-commerce world? Want to make some investments and get some benefit of the rise of consolidating Amazon businesses? AlphaRockCapital.com is just for you. An acquisitions firm that rolls up Amazon businesses and gets economies of scale. Anybody selling online understands bigger is better. We're buying multiple businesses right now, putting them all together and increasing the value. So if you're interested either as a seller looking to take a number or as a potential investor, we would love to talk to you. Check us out at www.alpharockcapital.com. We also have a podcast there you can subscribe to. Thank you, everybody, for tuning into a Global From Asia podcast. We're, for those that are watching, we're trying video. I was inspired <laughs> by a podcast with our guest today, Christina from Sermondo. So thank you for being here, Christina. 
Uh, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm happy to be part of this. Sure, sure. We're uh, both passionate content creators, and I just uh, am really excited to have you. It's, um, you know, I know how much work it takes to create shows, and also we're going to have some fun topics today. Do you want to, before we get started, Christina, introduce yourself to our viewers or listeners? Yeah, sure. I'd love to. So, um, I'm Christina. I'm business development manager at Sermondo. For those who don't know what Sermondo is, it's a global directory platform for service providers that are specialized in working with Amazon businesses. So yeah, you can basically find any service you may need on our platform uh, to grow your business. Great, great. Yeah, so I've we've been following each other's stories um, of businesses over the past year or so a little bit and so and it's been you guys are very helpful in the community with content and events and everything so it's uh it's great to be on uh on our show today so before we get into this you know the uh the ways people find them uh let's learn more you can share a little bit your journey of you know how with Sermondo and and your own experiences in Amazon uh kind of learned about the ecosystem of sellers and, and service providers yeah, sure. I'd love to. So um, I'm doing some wonder together with uh, Tobias, who's the founder. And uh, we've been friends for a decade now. Awesome. And I, I helped him during that time when he was um, an Amazon seller. So I've seen a lot. And of course, I also try to help him a little bit out with finding right service providers and like all around his business. And then something happened he tried to find a good fulfillment center here in germany and um, they promised him to deliver his parcels and everything within two or three days and then it took them three to four weeks so obviously it cost him a lot of money Um, like his seller performance went down everything that's attached to it and this was not the only case where we had like troubles finding the right service providers to work with. We also had a product photographer who promised the best quality photos. Um, we ended up paying like 500 euros. And yeah, we couldn't use the images because they were a bit crappy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, that's when we started... Um, trying to find a solution. Where can we find the best service providers? Um, we even asked some, some friends, like seller friends, what they are recommending. Um, and this is when I discovered that there are a lot of horror stories behind that, like people asking for recommendations on Facebook groups for freight yeah. waters, for example, and getting like screwed over, ghosted, you name it, you know? Um, and that's actually how the idea for Samondo was born, trying to build a transparent, a platform where Amazon sellers can compare all the services that are out there. So awesome. this is, that's my journey. <laughs> that sounds good. Maybe I'll share a little bit my experiences. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of us start with, you know, Alibaba Global Sources. And for me, yeah, I was trying to find, find uh, suppliers there. They existed even in 2005, 2006 when I was first trying to get into China and grow my business actually i didn't even know what a fulfillment center was at that time i didn't put this in my show notes but uh, i had a professor of college from my college i was already grad graduated but he was like the 
he was one of the coolest prof. He wasn't because he wasn't a professor. He was actually like one of these uh, corporate guys that did some guest lectures at our school. So I remember I was talking to him about all these fulfillment problems I was having. I was doing eBay at the time and and on my website. And he's like, oh, find a third party fulfillment. And uh, I didn't even know what that was. So I was like Google searching, <laughs> Google searching. And uh, we were like trying to find, I had a, my partner, Andrew, at the time. We we're trying to find people. And uh, I don't know, Christine, did you ever use MySpace? Oh, yeah, that? but... But but only for like six months, and then I think uh, we all um, everyone to turned to Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> I I I always joke with people. I love Facebook. I mean, not Facebook. MySpace has a bad rap, but I met a lot of. I was doing my like uh, biz dev on uh, MySpace in two thousand six. Oh, really? I met a lot of people in the industry selling online. Um, uh, I was selling bar supplies, so basically, yeah, like. Um, it's true. Like people were just asking around and it got bad because like you said, like I introduced sometimes people, uh, fulfillment and logistics is very tricky though. And, and, and to defend that service provider for you guys, I don't know. It's hard to control sometimes shipments as a logistics company. I've never been, I'm not a logistics company myself, but it's tricky, you know? Uh, so sometimes I would make introductions and it would turn out, bad <laughs> and uh, they would blame me honestly that was maybe later than 2007 i mean it was in china 2008 2009 and people would uh come back to me after making an intro where i was just kind of helping out you know and uh sometimes the logistics went bad but but uh that's my quick journey you know uh myspace uh, i still have my page but i don't know if i want to admit it because it still has some incriminating photos i think uh, <laughs> that i might not want to share <laughs> Yeah, I was not thinking uh, uh, clearly. I guess I could. I think actually, I think they deleted everything. But, but no. um, I think MySpace got bought out, and now they're like a music thing. Or I think my profile's. Yeah. But anyway, um, so we, of course we have your solution, Sermondo, and but honestly, I still think not enough people are using it, right? I still think people. How do how do you still see people? I still think people. Uh, or maybe you can share how you see. Sellers finding service providers even till today, you know, and I can so share mine. I, I think there are some like the biggest ones are word of mouth and uh, recommendations of friends, just what you mentioned right now. Um, but I think there's one problem there. Um, if you use that service and you recommend it to someone else, it doesn't mean that it's, that the service yeah. is as good to the other person mm -hmm. as it was to you. Um, you really, if you want to make an intro, you really have to trust that service provider. Mm -hmm. And even if you do, let's imagine you're in the beauty niche on Amazon, for example, and you have a great consulting service or you have a great freight for water. And then you have a friend and he's selling products in this whole other category. And he has the super complex product, not just makeup brushes. Um, so maybe your freight for, for water is uh, really familiar with your kind of product, but not with um, handling the logistics for a more complex product. So it might be that your friend has a super bad experience with that freight for water, even though you would give him five stars. So this is one big issue I see there, but I think it's still better than Facebook recommendations. True. 
Yeah, in my world is WeChat. I don't know. Actually, do you? I don't think we've connected on WeChat, but here in China, I'm technically today recording in Shenzhen, China. Usually, I'm down in Thailand lately, but it's all about WeChat groups. It seems or WeChat in China, so it's similar to Facebook. I'm sure most listeners must have at least heard of WeChat, but in、uh, here, it's like these groups, and they're like, yeah, you still see it, you know? They're like, hi, does anybody have a? Does anybody have a logistics company? To recommend、uh, for you know, for UK or, and then it's crazy because it yeah it's a group but it's like man you're like the logistics is the most important part <laughs> I don't know I think it's probably I guess I think the two most common service providers are like you know for sellers I think is payments like banking or payments and、uh, maybe taxes or VAT especially in Europe、um, but logistics I think is probably the most important because if you can't Deliver well, of course you gotta get quality, gotta find a product you see. But I still think you know logistics is the main business of getting your product from A, a to, B. to B, right? And you're just gonna shoot、yeah. some message into a WeChat group or a Facebook group, be like, <laughs> "Hi, does anybody here, random person, gonna recommend a service provider for my、uh, the the whole part of my my business?、Uh, it's really scary. That will handle my ten my ten k shipment. Yeah,、and、right. I'm gonna. At least usually,、person. yeah, it's like at least ten, ten thousand, and、uh, I guess that person takes. I've even seen others respond like, or I even sometimes respond to people like, I I don't want to recommend even my own because it's like I said I got blamed before, so it's like,、uh, it's they didn't really blame me, but they cc me on these emails, start ccing me on the emails,、yeah. and then they're like. I just want to make you aware, Mike, that this company has like,、uh, I think it was something bad. Like it was like a delayed shipment in fourth quarter or something. And、uh, I just want you to know this. I just think you should be aware of this too. And he's like just cc'ing me on the email with the the service provider.、Uh, so <laughs> it's like kind of awkward. I'm like, what am I supposed to say here? I know it sucks, and uh, but uh, especially it's a dangerous one, right? So I mean, somebody just、yeah. rec- recommend is.、Uh, And then usually you'll see the service providers themselves, you know, saying that they're there, right? And then they'll add the person and then sell to the person.、Um, even in WeChat, you know, we have a bunch of WeChat groups, and、uh, sometimes they say somebody does somebody have a factory for headphones. One time,、uh, I won't say his name, but he might be listening. And he he was complaining because he got so many people adding him and spamming messaging him because he's the buyer, right? So they're they're the factory or the trading company. So they're like, this guy's a customer. So he's like, please stop messaging me. And he even complained to me because I was the group moderator to like tell this person to stop.、Uh, so it's also tricky because you're revealing. You're rev- you're saying hi, I'm a lead. Hi, I'm a you know I'm a potential、That's、customer. Publicly yeah, in a group, right, where people can openly add you and message you. So、uh, I think that's also something to talk about, right? Like you don't want everybody yeah, to know I mean, what I've, you're. Yeah, I I've seen I've seen this a lot, and I still see it every day that people are like, "Hey, can someone recommend a great freight forwarder?" And then I swear to God, within three minutes, there are like forty comments、yeah. under that post. I mean, of course, it's、uh, a seller group with forty、uh, to fifty thousand people on there. So、um, yeah, and those people are also complaining. Like, please stop messaging me. And I experienced the same before. I wanted to conduct an interview with a product pho- 
photographer because I just wanted to uh, share some content with our audience. So I typed in, hey, does uh, any, anyone know an experienced product photographer? And even then, I think I got like 70 messages from random people like, yeah, I'm doing product photography. I'm doing product, uh, product photography. I mean, how are you supposed to choose from, from that selection? And another problem that I'm seeing, I, I mean, sometimes I think it's funny because um, those people are bad at hiding it. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, and I would say in 90% of all cases, those people writing you a recommendation uh, or giving you a recommendation are financially involved. They either uh -huh. get, of course, referral fees. They're yeah. like, yeah, use this service and maybe affiliate also use link. this affiliate code. <laughs> or yeah, exactly. Or well, sometimes even the, the people say like, um, yeah, try the ABC company. And then you click on their profile and it just says like founder of ABC company. So people are, <laughs> just recommending themselves and stuff like that. So yeah, I think that's tricky. I that think is it's true. Tricky. It's tricky because then, well, actually sometimes why I don't want to make a recommendation because I don't get an affiliate commission a lot on logistics and, uh, and then they'll blame me or they'll think I get commission. And then, uh, but then you also see sometimes in the groups like, oh, if you go to such and such company, tell them I sent you like the person in the group. And then you wonder, they say, oh, they'll take care of you <laughs> if you say my name. I, I literally had that today, actually. Uh, I literally had that today. Um, they're like, oh, uh, it was for a Taiwan accountant. And he's like, oh, I asked the guy because I know he's there. And he's listening. I don't hope he's not embarrassed and I can call him out. And I don't know, maybe he's getting commission or not, but he uses their service. So he's like, tell them that I, from company name, sent you. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, but do you say it? Because I guess it's okay. I guess it's okay. It makes a commission, right? If we use them. But then at the same time, does that mean? It feels weird. It's, it's like, weird, right? Are they really good? Are they? Are you recommending them to me because they're really good? Or are you recommending them to me because you get 50, 100 bucks or yeah. even a thousand, depending on the value of the service. But yeah, I know what you mean. And then uh, I have another one. Because uh, I do some events, we have the summit and everything. And maybe Christine, give me your feedback. So I invite speakers, right? And we try to get good, good content, just like the show. And uh, I've had people complain to me as the event organizer that I'm inviting such and such a speaker because this person has done bad service to them or someone they know, and I should not allow them to speak at this event. What would I, well, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I had some, not too often, but you know, it's been a few years I've been doing these different events. So I don't know how to handle that actually, because yeah. it's true. It's, he says it's my responsibility. Actually, there's, there's some pretty strong people that have some, they're like after some people, it seems, but I, I even did a call with that person and then I'm like, I don't know. I mean, this person's already committed, you know, they're already coming. It's like, month away or whatever and he says my responsibility as the event organizer to uh i don't know what do you just say but you know it's my responsibility <laughs> i think I, I think that every service provider every company has had a bad experience with True. a customer before or at least 99 percent of them so i think you can please 
anyone. I mean, if you have a mob saying like, no, don't let this person speak at your event, like maybe more than one person saying this and there's like proof, like this person scammed me or took my money and never delivered any service. Then of course I would go, I would go investigate it further. But if there's just one person complaining because they feel like they've been treated bad by that speaker or writer. True. Then I would just say go with your gut. I mean, do you know that person like for yeah. a longer period of time? Yeah, I mean, um, like I said, I like you were kind of saying too. I think anybody doing well, any business, well, even an Amazon seller, you sell a broken product by mistake, or yeah. you you, like I said, uh, I've had. I, I think you know, I used, to, I still am a partner in a CPA company in Hong Kong, and it was horrible because I would help set up companies and then of course people want a bank account and as i think you know hong kong banking was very still very strict so people would get mad at me because they didn't get approved for the bank account and they said that i said i could help them and of course i think you know me i'm trying my best but uh, i can't you know and then uh so there's probably some people maybe not happy with me honestly uh over the years i mean i think it just happens i guess it's the best probably more the way you deal with it right like uh as a uh business person uh, and you know, hopefully you were just standing behind the terms that you you had with your agreements, right? Whether it's a refund policy or a uh, you know other ways. So I think as long as, but I think yeah, like anyway, that person also, spoke, I mean, it, that person spoke actually. So <laughs> it yeah, was actually I mean, a previous event. And and it's not like that you're you're going out there and saying like uh, go hire this guy. He delivers the best service or whatever. This person just delivers content for your yeah. event. So you're not really uh yeah promoting him in a big way it's just he shares his knowledge and his experience and then i mean people can decide for themselves who they want to work with. yeah so let's um let's go into i think the other challenge is like you said ten thousand dollar order maybe for shipping a product order or something for fulfillment or uh logistics i don't think everybody has the ability to go and visit the office right it would be Actually, we could talk about Chinese service providers or China business. In China, everybody like visits offices first, yeah. or a lot of times. But I think for sellers over, you know, around the world, Westerners, we we trust easily. I think, right? So I think people. Do you think? Do you see people visiting these offices for these companies, or how, how do you how do you think people could even get to know somebody before they they decide who to use? Um, so as as you say, for a lot of people, it's hard go go to the person's office, go to the service provider's office, and check out uh, how they work and how their team is. Because even when you when you're in Europe, just going from Germany to Spain for some people it's too expensive when they're just starting out. So I think an important part is um, trying to find a small selection of service providers let's um stick to the example of maybe well let's say you you want to find find an amazon seo consultant in okay. another country because um i'm a german seller and i want to sell my products in spain for example so of course i need someone who knows the language very well um knows how to do seo so what you can do upfront is trying to compare online i mean 
I don't want to promote someone too much on here. Well, you can go we to other other or, or other marketplaces. Yeah, sure. You can talk about yours, and then of course people could use other potential solutions too. But yeah, you can yeah, just trying to get as many feedback on those service providers as you can get, and then have a small selection of maybe three of them, three SEO consultants or agencies. And then I think it's very important to have personal contact, not just uh, by mail or, I don't know, by LinkedIn or something, but really getting on a Zoom call, a Skype call, trying to see them face-to-face, how they react to your questions. I think that's a, that's a super important part. If you ask questions that you want to get answered and you ask them by mail and they have like two hours to respond and they take their time and, of course, not there's no company that wants to say the wrong thing to a potential client. But if you're like on a call with them and you ask the question and you can see if they're comfortable with answering straight away and being honest, that's a good indicator for um, working with them. If they try to, I don't know, sneak out of the question, change the topic, um, they don't want to say how many customers they served before, whatever, then I think you will get the feeling if this is a good service provider or not. So true. Um, yeah, to talk about your, your, your service, Sermondo, I mean, like you said, I think, I think sellers, at least in Asia, we, we would just say find an Amazon Europe consultant or help. But I think with services, uh, you can get really granular and you could dig deep into like German market or Spanish market individually, which is pretty cool. I just even, you just made me think of that. Cause I mean, for me, usually think about working with an agency that does, all you know or i think that's a complex part about europe is there's so many languages so you maybe yeah. you could even find specialists in each language with uh, a platform um and also what you mentioned before like uh the whole tax system vat and everything it differs just so much from country to country it's um i think it's for for example it's super important to have someone who really knows the local law um, I mean, of course, there are also agencies that offer doing VAT for all European marketplaces. Um, but of course, you also need to find the right agency that does this. So, and I mean, there are also dozens of agencies and all claim that they're the best, the cheapest, yeah. the fastest. So, so, yeah. uh, I'm the expensive and worst, didn't, didn't you know? <laughs> You're what? I, I'm the most expensive and the worst service. <laughs> <laughs> I, read, I, I read about that <laughs> yeah i think i saw that on sermondo something like that um so what do, what do you think of google search when people just hop on google and try to to find services there you know i i, I think i'm a i'm an old i'm an internet marketer you know i love google search optimization that's kind of my skill i'm of course, talk a lot about Amazon, but I'm still more like Global Media and our content. You know, I try to work hard to rank in Google. And um, uh, the reason I love it because people believe the top results are like the best. I've yeah, talked a lot thing. of people about it. So like I rank in Google for a service. You know, we, we have the Hong Kong address service. Just literally today, somebody signed up and, uh, you know, uh, they don't look. I don't think people search so much. I still think people search Google. They're not going to go past page one. They're probably going to go past half the page down. I still think people look maybe two, three 
two or three searches results in the top, uh, I think that maybe they don't make a decision right away, but they don't have time. Maybe at least that's time. Um, but they, it seems like the users really trust Google's results. But of course, on the other side, of, I think you and I know um, just because you're really good at internet marketing and ranking, uh, Google doesn't mean you're the best service provider, unfortunately. Uh, you know, exactly. it's, a lot of times people with really good services, uh, especially in B2B, like what we're talking about, these are all B2B service providers. It's unbelievable. Like they don't have a good website or even barely a website at all. They're, uh, they're just really like going to events or trade shows still. It, it's crazy. So uh, I still think, yeah, it's true. Like uh, I think a lot of people do search Google for these kind of services because they have no idea where to go maybe, or they don't even, their friends don't even know. Um, but yeah, of course that might not be the best one. Um, it's kind of a mix. You probably should do everything or, or use Tormondo, uh, but it's tricky because uh yeah i think but i do think people overly uh, overly trust search results on google to be the best service right yeah i i agree 100 percent. i think especially and uh we work with a lot of uh logistics firms we have a lot of logistics firms listed on our website and sometimes i can't believe those websites like you you can't even see where they're located you you can't see where the contact information is. It's, it's like a website from the 1990s or something. Um, and they, some, some of them offer really great services. They're so good at what they're doing, but what they're doing is not online marketing. Mm-hmm. And as you said, I, this is what I always say about Google. You don't necessarily find, I don't know, the best Amazon consultant. You will find the Amazon consultant that is best at doing seo marketing so yeah yeah and i think it's hard to to navigate through it because you have to click on every single side you have to like scrape all the information yourself yeah it's not really spot on great yeah so hopefully listeners i guess it's a mix of social and you know i think even well what did you say I don't know. I think you give pretty honest uh, feedback, of course. So, so your service, you don't, do you think they should still go to like search, search Google? A lot of times people search like brand name reviews, you know, or they're searching for what people say online about the company. I think that could also be helpful maybe. Yeah. I mean, I a hundred percent recommend it. Um, Do not only use Zermona. I mean, it's a good, good starting point because you have everything, um, right on the spot where they're located, what their services are. But of course, I mean, it's due diligence. As you say, if you want to trust someone with uh, a $10,000 shipment, you should really try to get all the all the information there is. Of course, there's lots of information on Sermondo, but maybe also check out their their website, check out their Facebook page, see what people write there. So just get a whole holistic picture. Of them makes sense um i guess we're getting towards the end i'll just add yeah. one side for the um to, i've somewhat a little bit today defended the service providers uh a little bit i mean same like amazon seller you know you get the customer giving you a bad feedback when sometimes your listing said that it would be this way um the same with the service provider i think it's also a responsibility of the seller the you know the 
the client or person paying the service provider, Amazon seller, whoever, you should also be clear of what you want, right? I think what we talk about this a lot with buying from factories, you know, input out equals input, input in equals input out. You know, if you give clear expectations, clear guidelines, clear what, what you want, it's also um, your responsibility, I think, as an Amazon seller to make sure that the service provider knows what you want. You know, I could probably say that for any service there is, you know, with talk about translation or listing optimization or logistics. Of course, there's faults of, this, of the service provider for like being late or whatever, but if they should also know the expectations and requirements, right? So, yeah, I think so too. You should, before you even type the first letter into your Google search for your service provider, <laughs> you should really make up your mind. What do, what do you need? I think this is the the first point, just look at your company's situation, yeah. where are your problems, what is your budget, that's mm. super important. So many people, they're like, uh, I don't know, I want 20 amazing product fo uh, photos, but I have 150 bucks. So mm -hmm. it's unlikely that you will find a, find a service provider who will, do, who will do that for you. So um, be clear what your budget is, research if your budget is realistic because service providers also don't want to be like haggled down to a point where mm -hmm. they're not making or almost uh making any profit of it they have to live too they have children they have dogs yeah. you know never know yeah and i have children so i know <laughs> yeah yeah right um i mean it's it's fine i think a, a little bit of um like haggling bargaining that's that's just normal. That's in people's nature, but don't, uh, don't overdo it. And then also be clear who you want to work with. Do you rather have a one-on-one -on -one consultant? Do you want to have a, a whole agency? There are so many different approaches to that. So yeah, I think people should make up their mind if they're comfortable with working with a service provider who's located in another country, or if they want someone they could go to if something goes wrong yeah so just a lot of questions that you should ask yourself before even diving right into the search okay so got me thinking of some more ideas i'm just taking some notes as always for the for the show notes which we'll put here and um what i was just thinking is what i do is i make like i recommend this for buying from a factory too um writing out like a spec sheet right and then you can kind of reuse that same document uh and uh either attachment or even if it's just text only you just have this and then just send it to the service provider i think you'll also probably get i would believe better pricing or at least taken more seriously if you're more organized and knowing what you want i think um I think that's why sometimes maybe service providers don't reply or uh, same with factories don't reply. Just being looking like an educated customer in, in America, there's this, there's a suit company. I forget the name now, but an educated customer is our best customer, you know? So you should also have a basic idea of the industry a little bit. Of course, you don't have to be the expert in that space, but knowing some of the terms and uh, criteria, for sure. And this is also how you can prevent yourself from getting talked into something that you don't want. Because, I mean, there are also companies when they can sense that you don't really know what you want, then mm -hmm. they will tell you what you want, even though you don't actually want it. And it's like, oh, get our super premium whatever package. And then you're so overwhelmed because you didn't make up your mind first that you're like, uh, okay, whatever, I'll just go for it. And then you end up spending 
way more money and services that you don't need. So yeah, I think it's better for everyone because expectations are clear and everyone knows where this project is going. I'm going to sneak in the last question from even for myself, but like budget, what do you, do you recommend Give being so honest uh, what you really want to pay or try to go lower? Or, I don't know. I don't like to bargain, but like sometimes do you really think sending exact right price or try to go lower or go higher and then push down or try to add in more, I guess, uh, it's negotiation tactics, I guess, but I just wonder if you have any data or insights or opinion. I would, um, like in general, I would never say my budget is $5,000 and just put a fixed number, but more like get an idea what's the range, what can I afford? Because especially when working with service providers, every service is so individual, depending on the size of your business. Um, I don't know what your product is, how f- far far away you are um i mean if you have to send your products to a product photographer six thousand kilometers away or something Mm. um these are there can always occur extra costs so make up your mind what the what the range is and then name the name the budget that is in the middle of that range and then you still have have some uh freedom to to bargain a little great okay christina um and of course, sermondo.com, how, how is the way? And you also have lots of content. Do you want to share other ways people can find uh, more information about you, you and the company? Um, so, of course, as you said, on, you can find us on sermondo.com. Um, I am pretty active on LinkedIn as well. You can find me there. It's uh, Christina Mertens. <laughs> I think you will write the name there. Yeah, <laughs> Mertens, M-E-R-T-E-N-S. Martins. Yeah, um, pretty active there. You can contact me there or shoot an email to support at sermonda.com. You can also find us on Facebook, like all the well-known platforms we're on there. Great. It's a pleasure to have you today, Christina. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much, Mike. I really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, I hope our listeners enjoyed this talk and I wish you a great day. And great morning for you. Thank you. <laughs> Are you looking to connect with people on the show? A lot of our a lot of our guests and listeners are coming to crossbordersummit.com in Guangzhou, China, October 22nd and 23rd, 2019, our fourth annual. We work really hard. Literally, I'm on this airplane just leaving Guangzhou after working a few days on site for preparations with hotels or people and venue and all that fun stuff so if you enjoy the show and you want to support and also learn amazing new tips and tricks in the industry of course amazon and e-commerce and truck trading i would love to meet you at the cross-border summit this year in guangzhou china check it out see you there bye-bye thank you so much for sharing christina there's also a video version of this she's a video podcaster so We both hit the video option when we recorded, so I will try my best to get that in the show notes, globalfromasia.com slash episode 273. And yeah, I mean, this is the tricky part. You want good introductions, you want to find good service providers, you ask people, but asking, you know, people that don't exactly know your business or don't know you, um, especially in social media groups, can be a little bit dangerous. 
So just proceed with caution whether you use somebody like Sermondo, which is great and been watching him grow over the years, or other you know solutions, other search. I think probably the biggest test is to test with a small order, small test order as much as you can and always have a couple of options for backups and and uh, just hope I know logistics especially is dangerous so try your best so let's do some blah 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 session as I'm stuck on this airplane anyway well food is coming okay well my my breakfast is coming probably some amazing food so I might not be able to finish the normal blah 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 session, but it's been really intense, non-stop travel for the last two weeks. Uh, Hong Kong, Shenzhen, Guangzhou, now Zhengzhou, and uh, back to Chiang Mai, and then we got the summit. So I am trying my best to keep these podcasts on track. I'm so lucky to have an amazing team to put these things together. So some of my experiences finding service providers... I talked about it on the show, but I like to always joke about my MySpace profile. You know, I used MySpace before Facebook. I think Facebook maybe was in in universities or something, but I didn't maybe even know about it in 2000. And, I don't know, five, 2006. I was on, I was on maybe 2004 on MySpace, and I was I was networking. I was making deals. I was talking to different people in the bar products industry, like selling beer pong stuff or selling different products on the internet uh, looks like the lunch is not free I have to pay for that lunch anyway I think I'll skip the brisket rice for today so networking is important I think it's true like of course finding introductions to different service providers is important but maybe also understand how that person is using them, what their business, maybe their product type, what their requirements are, is also important. So I just remember MySpace and talking to people. Actually, that's how I started doing sourcing. I was buying from China myself for my bar supplies, and then I was talking to people in MySpace in the bar product industry, and they're like, hey, Mike, can you help me buy from China? You know, um, I had just started to re-equip my job in Deutsche Bank, and I was doing sourcing for myself. I was a customer of myself because it was two different companies and others. So they were just excited to know somebody that they could talk to rather than just going on the Internet and talk to random people on the uh, on the Internet. I, I guess I was a, a face on MySpace. <laughs> uh, still friends with a lot of those people now. So that was one way some people found service providers. But in my blah, blah, blah session, you know, it's it's really tricky. I made some introductions, you know, of course, as even before Global Information existed, even on my personal blog. And I got stuck in the middle a lot. Like, I got CC'd on some emails from people, and I introduced them to a logistics company. It didn't work out. I know other people in the uh, community have that same problem. You know, you make an introduction, and then you get blamed. The worst is you get blamed, but you don't get thanks usually if it's good. You only get blamed. <laughs> so that's a lot of times why it's, it is dangerous sometimes to make introductions to service providers because if it doesn't work out, you're in the middle. Um, similar story is when people meet from your friendships and they're together, usually they're really you know happy and they appreciate you, but if there's a 
if there's a breakup or, or something, you're also stuck in the middle a little bit, talking to both sides, trying to kind of smooth things out on both sides. So, you know, just beware if you're going to introduce people to either your service provider. And then a lot of times, like Christina said in the show, they think you're going to get a commission. So they uh, sometimes want you to even work for it. I've had sometimes people thinking I'm going to make a commission from an intro. And the worst is they say they're going to give you commission and then they forget, you know, which obviously how do people track all of these introductions anyway? I mean, this has been one of my big problems. People always want me to introduce them, customers, clients, listeners, but uh, then they say they'll pay me a commission and conveniently they often forget. Uh, maybe it's not even intentional. It's just they don't have a system, management, IT, etc. Or sometimes they'll say, well, I got this introduction twice. They also found my website. So just because they contacted you, me from you, they also found me directly anyway. And then sometimes I've had these arguments where I'm like, well, they found your website because they saw your name when I made the introduction. So they also contacted you on your website. So that's that's why they got the introduction. I think there's others probably listening in a similar situation. But... You know, I just uh, I enjoy sharing. I hope you guys enjoyed this show. Christina and I and Sermondo are trying to find ways to help each other more within providing transparency in the marketplace, in the industries, in the community. So if you really do um, have ideas for her, let us know. And of course, we have our show notes at globalfromasia.com slash episode 273 with photos and hopefully a video in there as well. So... I got to get back. I'm going to start making more tasks and plans for the cross-border summit. It's just, as always, getting action-packed as we get less than a month away. So, hope to see some of you there. And uh, I missed my lunch. They, they didn't, they didn't uh, serve lunch here. So, got more work to do. Thank you again for listening. Have a great day. Bye-bye. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.